You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home Abroad. As we enter a new year, some of the problems that have existed in the past continue to exist and continue to, to present a challenge. And the one we're going to focus on today is female homelessness in Ireland. We hear a lot about male homelessness, and it's very obvious, and there's a perception out there that men uh, tend to have greater challenges uh, than women. And I would argue probably that women have greater challenges than men because it's nearly more, I won't quite say socially acceptable, but it's nearly more visually acceptable that you have men on the street uh, and it represents a huge challenge for women. And uh, a formless homeless woman and a filmmaker launch a crowdfunding uh, campaign for a film about female homelessness in Ireland. And uh, the film is going to be called This Promise. It's a short film to give authentic insight into issues facing homeless women and mothers in Ireland today. They're trying to raise €18,000 to get the project uh, to screen and to production and out onto where we can all see it. And um, it has been co-written by Elaine Ryan and Neve Niloni. And it's been produced by James Gaffney. And it will be entitled, as I said, This Promise. Neve is with me, as is Elaine. And I'm delighted to be joined by Patrick Murray. Also, Patrick is the uh, executive director of the Irish Film Festival here in Ottawa and uh, has been bringing tremendous selection of movies over the years, both documentaries, shorts and uh, uh, fiction. So, um, Patrick, thanks a million for coming along. And Neve and Elaine, delighted to have you Thank here. You thanks for having us, Austin. Thank you, Austin. Uh, Neve, <laughs> I didn't cover uh, some of your credentials because this is not your first film. So tell me a little about yourself and your past movie career. Um, well, I suppose it all started for me when I studied uh, fine art in, in Brighton University, and I specialise in video art there. Uh, that's going back a while now. Um, I, I won't tell you when, because that'll give you an insight into my age. But um, uh, yeah, so for, for a number of years, I was making mostly, I would say, sort of experimental video art uh, and moved into more narrative work in recent years. So uh, I made a film called Kennedy Key a few years ago, which performed quite well in uh, film festivals across Ireland and it screened on um, an RT short screen. And uh, it's almost like an overheard in, in Cork. And so it's snippets of, of conversations that I overheard across the city and I wove them together then and it was kind of delivered in a monologue but um it was it was humorous but uh, also dealing with um mental health issues uh depending on what way you might take it so I suppose I'm drawn to kind of um gritty themes I would say um this particular project I've been working uh on it with for almost or more than two years now, I would say, Elaine, COVID got in the way. Um, but um, this, I would say it's quite different to my to my previous work because um, it has a very cohesive storyline and um, a strong character at the centre of it. And um, she's she's dealing with a lot of turmoil. Um, so I suppose 
I probably went off kilter there, but oh, no, kind of no, that's you perfect. So uh, we are talking day. about a, sh- a short movie, and I know you have to stay under fifteen minutes. So, yes. given that you say it's a meaty subject, you have your hands full and going to try to carry the message within fifteen minutes. Yeah, I would say um, a lot happens in in fifteen minutes. I think Elaine would agree, and um, we we tried to cut it back because uh, we're conscious that um, it's, it can be neater for, for film festivals if um, if you're closer to the 10-minute mark when it comes to programming. You'll probably testify to that, Patrick. Um, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> try as we may, we, we, we certainly can cut it back to, to less than 15 minutes. Uh, it kind of spans across uh, a few days in this character's life and um, a lot happens in those few days. Um so yeah, we really the, the aim really is to take the the viewers on a, on a journey with that character and and give them a very um, authentic sort of true to life uh, insight into what it's like being a homeless mother in in Dublin at the moment. So it's yeah. set so in bef- this before age. I before I come to Elaine, just the project itself. You were running with this on your own initially before you met Elaine. Bring us up to speed on on how the two of you came together. Sure, yeah. So um I I'm based in Dublin and uh homelessness is, is very visible in, in Dublin. Um so I was brewing over um the idea of making a, a film about somebody who was homeless for, for quite a while and I I interviewed a number of homeless people um and I noticed with pretty much every female that I spoke to um th- their story started with with a child so in in most cases the child was either with a family member or in care and um, so i thought that was something i really wanted to hone into and that informed um the outline for a screenplay and i really wanted somebody who was previously homeless to to star in the film so i uh, approached an organization called daisy house uh, they're a fantastic uh, organization in, in Dublin. They house women who are transitioning out of homelessness um, and they're big on education as well. And um, so I got in touch with them and asked them if they they knew anybody who was interested in acting. So they then introduced me to uh, Elaine. Um, and at the time, Elaine was studying acting in, in Bow Street Academy. So it was sort of a perfect moment for for us to meet um, and uh, I must say I really scored when I met Elaine because instantly I thought she's perfect for the for the lead character um, but then we got chatting about the screenplay and um, Elaine started to make it a lot more real uh, a lot more gritty and a lot more emotional she brought lots of sort of fantastic ideas to the table and uh, then it just kind of evolved into we, we wrote the screenplay together so I would say Elaine's very very invested in this short film both as an actor and as a co-writer so elaine welcome and uh, congratulations on on your work here with neil um was there a part of you even before homelessness that was drawn to the arts to the uh, to acting and to being involved in writing um, there was, yeah, when I was younger, um, I would have been in a couple of musicals and set up, you know, little fans and was always singing and dancing and writing songs in my room and, yeah, I always thought I was into it. So I took it back up about three years ago. I started writing again, poetry to start with, 
um, and then followed that on and went to Bow Street to study screen acting. Right. When it came to the script that Neve presented to you, um, you obviously would have had an authenticity in every respect because it was something you lived, whereas for Neve, it was something she researched. Um, without being critical of Neve, when you saw the script, how would you have categorized her research? Be honest, um, <laughs> As you said, she wouldn't have lived it, so she wouldn't have really known. Um, small little things, um, like in the script, um, the two girls were having a cup of coffee in a cafe, and I like told me if there'll be services that that homeless people would go and have coffee in. Um and leaves from Cork and I'm from Dublin, so the language is a little bit different as well. Um so that you know, I I I know all the the slang and all the words in, in Dublin, I suppose a little bit more than, than me would. So then as a result of that collaboration you're investing, as Neve said, you're investing a lot more of yourself. So the end product is going to be much more of Elaine. And I mean that in the sense of you're putting yourself out there uh, to an audience and laying your soul somewhat bare. Does that in any way frighten you? Um, I suppose it is. It was a little bit because nobody likes getting vulnerable. Um, but I suppose that's the job of, a, of an actor, isn't it? Um, but because the film is so um, real to myself, I'm sure there will be a lot of emotion involved, real emotions too. Um, but I'm hoping that that will come across on screen. I want it to be as raw and authentic as, as possible because it's a, it's a really important topic. And Elaine, I understand that this is not your first acting gig, that you've been live on stage. Yeah, yeah. I I performed a one-woman show um, in a couple of theatres in Dublin there about two years ago. I was and on stage for about 10 minutes. I, I just wrote it a small piece and, and performed it. So the experience of being on the stage in front of a live audience, you get the buzz that comes back from the audience, whereas when you're standing in front of a camera with the director, and um, it's somewhat I, I, it's somewhat artificial in one sense, while what you're portraying is very real. Did you find that there was much of a, a challenge in transitioning from that type of work in the live theatre to being in front of a camera? It'd be totally different. Um, in theatre, it would be a lot more dramatic on stage. Um, whereas on screen, you have to hold it back a little bit. You know, it wouldn't be as um, dramatic. I prefer screen personally. I, I did do a piece of, um, during the pandemic in, th in the theatre, and there was no audience. I found it really hard um, to perform in the theatre with no audience. But with the camera, I prefer I prefer um, the camera then. Editing is great as well. <laughs> you can edit. 
So, Elaine, uh, going back to the script, when Neve presented which is the script and, and it was based on her research, you having lived through it, um, what the film ultimately is going to give to us, I guess, would be to try to bring us somewhere into what you had to experience in a shelter and what you had to experience on the streets. Yeah, yeah. I worked in homeless services as well um, in Dublin. Right. Um, so not only would I would I have my own experience, I'd, I'd watch people go through it for many years as well. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very good. At the beginning and, uh, of the... Sorry, Elaine. Sorry, inter- sorry to interrupt you there, Austin. I was just Go wondering, um, work, working with the homelessness, uh, is there any particular environmental factors that you're finding that's that's exasperating the problem? Like there's been some excellent uh, features recently, herself and uh, Rosie on the subject. Is there something in particular that's that's causing a rise in homelessness? Um, well, there's no houses for one, you know. There's a housing crisis here. There's no accommodation, and the, the rent is very expensive as well. You know, it's ridiculous mm-hmm. prices. So it's very hard for anyone, you know, to rent. Never mind buy a house here. We actually have um, one of the highest rates of female homelessness in Europe, and um, mm. so according to Focus Ireland, 35% of Adults accessing emergency accommodation in 2021 uh, were female, and that's very high in comparison to the majority of the rest of Europe. So I think one of the reasons for that is we have unprecedented uh, levels of family homelessness for the reasons that Elaine just outlined. And an awful lot of these families are uh, lone parent families, which tend to be headed by females. Um, and then females are a lot more vulnerable, you know, um, particularly when they're um, in emergency accommodation. Um, so that there, that's some of the stuff we'd want to we want to delve into with her film is the kind of vulnerability that a, a female experiences when when she's on the streets or when she's in shared accommodation. Neve and Elaine, well, I am. Uh, I mentioned, uh, I'll give it to you, Elaine, on this. When I mentioned in the intro that we are more visually aware of male homelessness, I would say. Um, and it would appear that, you know, even here in, in Ottawa, you know, at the traffic lights, it would be predominantly males who might be panhandling. Um, so men are, I guess, less intimidated to be out there uh, publicly homeless. If and, and I'm trying to, how best to describe this. Um, so to what extent, you, you said that, that something like 35%, to what extent is this problem invisible? Elaine, do you want to take that one? Yeah, um, <clears throat> there will be a lot of people living in friends' houses, you know, um, sleeping on couches. And there's a lot of stigma and shame um, that goes with it as well, um, especially for a woman and a woman with children. You're meant to be, you know, the provider, the nurture, you know, have it all together, have everything. And 
And I think as a woman, when, when you don't have them, things to be are judged and there's a shame attached to it, unfortunately. The other thing then is you just mentioned that there's a lot of people who may be living under somebody else's roof on a couch in temporary in a way. Are these people counted in the system? Do they exist in the system? And if they don't, uh, what does that do for somebody in that situation? Because in a way it would mean that they're a non-entity. And yeah, I'll leave that with you, Lane, as well. Um, yeah, if they don't register themselves, it would mean that they don't really exist. Um, and if they do register themselves as homeless and they're saying they live with somebody, well, then they're not classed as homeless, you know? So it's a catch-22. So then, Neve, given that you were doing the one, some of the research, what... How, how accurate are the figures then that might indicate the number of homeless people that are in Dublin or in anywhere? That, uh, how much of a true reflection are, is that figure that is officially presented as regards the size of the total problem, would you say? Well, I'd say in, in reality it's, it's a lot higher um, for, for sure. I'd say we probably don't really have a full scope as to what it is in, in reality, if you are counting people who are living in overcrowded accommodation, such as, you know, you'd have three generations under under one roof, um, which is a very stressful right, environment right. for people to live in. Everybody feels that, you know. Um, yeah, so I suppose with, I mean, something myself and Elaine have, have discussed with this project is that, um we certainly don't want to stand on a platform and say these are the things that the government should do for for homelessness or these are the things that organisations should do. Really, our main goal is to make a film that's just as true to life as possible so that we tell the human story behind the statistics so that we make it visible. Um, and we just think it's really important that we tell a female story um, because I, I, I do think that it's, I mean, certainly you mentioned Patrick films such as uh, herself and um, and Rosie. You know, it's it's, it's a family in Rosie, but they, it's, there's a, there's a female at the centre of that as well. Um, yes. So it's great that these films are are being made. Um, we just need to make make more of them. But uh, I think what's probably unique about our film is that it's about um, so it's about a family that's splintered. So the um, the lead character. Cheryl is her name. Uh, Cheryl, at the beginning of the film, you can see she's living in emergency accommodation with her daughter. Um, and that's, you know, it goes without saying that's a stressful environment. It's not necessarily a suitable environment for a, for a small child. And she makes a very difficult decision to give her daughter back to her ex-partner. He's living with his mother, so she knows that uh, her daughter will be safe there. Um, but then he has the power, um, and she's, she's a vulnerable person in that situation. She's homeless. She doesn't have a voice. And, um, he doesn't allow her to see her daughter. Okay. We'll just stick to the shopping center, so. Can you put her on so I can say hello? I just want to talk to her for a minute. Please, Jason, I just want to hear her voice. It'll 
keep me going. She's my child too, Jason. Put her on to her mummy. She's going to think I don't even care. She not miss me. Let her talk to her mummy. It's all right for you sitting in your mouths all day while I have to walk the street. That's that's the main thing that our our character is dealing with. And uh, myself and Elaine met with a group of uh, women who uh, previously experienced homelessness recently, and we presented uh, the storyline to them. And uh, every single one of them said that they know a woman who was in that situation. In fact, one of them said that that's the story. That's what happened to me. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's something that we think needs to be needs to be highlighted. You know how homelessness can really splinter families and and the vulnerability then that the the female finds herself in. So, um, Elaine, now that um, you you got the access to the Bow Street um, uh, training, do you hope or can you see? Uh, any opportunity in the future where you may be able to access more? roles, more um, opportunity within the arts? Uh, because I know it's always a struggle, and particularly during COVID, there's so many who are mm-hmm. uh, either musical performers, actors, or whatever. I have a lot of friends over there who are in the arts, and um, they've really been struggling for the last 18 months. But hopefully as we come out of it, uh, I, I assume, Elaine, you'd like to see yourself on stage and in front of the camera on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be ideal, yeah, it'd be great if they, they could, you know. Um, as you said, the last two years have been fairly quiet. There's not a lot happening. Um, but hopefully we get this film out there and see that they coming in after that. What I'm hoping will happen. So dealing with hope, Neve, timelines, what's the hope that you can start shooting? What's the hope that you can have the editing finished? And what's the hope of when uh, when it may be available for people like Patrick to consider scheduling mm. something like this? Yes. Uh, yeah, good question. Um, so we're aiming to shoot uh, end of March, early April, all going well, and then editing early summer. Uh, and we'd hope uh, to be in film festivals from November, and um, so that's that's the kind of uh, that's a high level view of the timeline. And um, so we launched a fundraising campaign recently. We're thirty percent of the way there to our fundraising goal. And um, so we've already had I think it's fifty eight people back to film, which is really encouraging. And um, so we still have a bit of a slog to go. And um, but yeah, it's been an encouraging start. And um, so if anybody does want to learn more about the film or uh, learn about how they can support us, uh, you can go to our website, uh, which is thispromisefilm.com. And then there's two options there on the site. You can hit the donate button to learn about all the different incentives we're offering for donations, or you can 
hit the contact button and get in touch and start a conversation with us around how you can support the film. Um, but we're pretty confident. I mean, we're going to, I think at this point, Elaine, would you agree that no matter what, we're going to make it in 2022? We're Indeed, well, brilliant. I want to thank you all for taking the time. Neve, Elaine, Patrick, it's been tremendous having a conversation and, um, hopefully that when you get, uh, you get the funds together, you get out there, you can do the shooting and that the days that you have selected are suitably, uh, weather-wise up for allowing you to, <laughs> to shoot around. I presume you'll yeah. be shooting this around the liberties, will you? That's- we might be in and out. Of, yeah, we'd like to shoot in iconic Dublin locations for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, weather is always something to grapple with when you're shooting in in Ireland. It is. Could, can I ask a, a quick question? I was just wondering, uh, what's the inspiration for the title, This Promise? It's very convoluted, Patrick. Um, so the lead character, her name is Cheryl. And um, the reason she's called Cheryl is because when I was interviewing homeless people, initially conducting my research, I met a, go- a girl called Cheryl. And um, she she made a joke that uh, her, that she was better looking than the pop star. So she oh. was referencing Cheryl Cole. <laughs> so this promise is kind of a play on um, the title for one of Cheryl Cole's songs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's how it came about. That's good. Um, but also, I think there's kind of a deeper, myself and Elaine spoke about this recently, you know, there's, um, without giving too much away, there's sort of a promise that um, uh, the lead character makes to her her daughter in the film. And that's one of the things that we, we feel kind of is keeping her going to sort of fulfill that promise. Um, so I suppose it's a layered, a layered answer there. Excellent. Well, as I say, yeah. thanks a million for coming along, Neve, uh, Elaine, Patrick. It's been wonderful. Looking forward to when the final product is available and uh, wishing you all the very best. Thanks a lot. Hopefully we'll get to screen at the Ottawa Irish Film Festival. That would be crossed. wonderful.